0: Hey, Brad, congratulations on Ava Marie, you lucky devil.
1: Thank you, Stan. You don't get much cooler than Stan Lee congratulating you on being a father. That was the coolest thing. Thank you, Tony for hooking that up at uh, San Diego. Yep, you heard it right. I'm a daddy, and little Ava Marie is doing great, and so is Mrs. Crawl Space. Thank you to everybody that wrote in on email and on the board. I really do appreciate it. On with the show. This is episode number 109 for August 2010. Now, in this show, we're going to review Amazing Spider-Man number 638. And if you haven't read it, now basically, Spider-Man misses his wedding day because he was hit in the head with a brick. So I thought, what music would be appropriate for the book? And then it came to me. Cue Lionel Richie and the Commodores. Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your local comic shop that's open 24 hours a day and just a mouse click away. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. The Spider Spotlight book for this episode is Carnage number one. Carnage is back in this new mini-series where the red symbiote goes up against Iron Man and Spidey. It's written by Zeb Wells and Clayton Crane. Crane drew the Venom Carnage miniseries from a few years back. That was really cool. The cover price of the book, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at our sponsor, mailordercomics.com. To our August show, let's introduce the panel. We've got—we've uh, been two months free of Zach. <laughs> we've got him back from SpideyDude.com. Welcome back. I'm glad you're not having to work today.
0: It, it, I'm glad to be here, and uh, I believe that Kevin Cushing is just jealous that uh, I have a girlfriend. I'm have...
2: glad to have you back, brother. I love you. It's good to have you
0: here. I do. Not, I, I missed you too. It's, I missed you too.
1: Okay, big group hug. Okay. Now we have our resident spider girl who has a new do congratulations on the haircut Stella
3: thanks yeah and you know with that comes you know just stuff all around you know I won't make fun of Zach anymore and I'll just be this really calm and reserved person no, on the podcast no,
1: no. now with new haircut comes new
2: responsibility you know
1: yeah like Samson her
2: power is gone but no it's cute very, very nice what, what's the occasion because yeah. you graduated
1: college or what's, what's the occasion no it's just time for a change that's all there you go and still also hosts the Back the Oracle podcast, so check that out. And we have JR from com, And JR, two new articles since we recorded the last episode. Wow.
4: Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a sign of the apocalypse, I'm pretty sure.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have uh, part one and part two of a 2007 uh, year in review where we examine uh, JMS, which is Kevin's favorite Spidey writer,
2: right? Yeah, I oh, yeah, say. Nothing like it if this is the apocalypse i like it
4: <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say no, nothing like being timely on my part right let's talk about three years ago so no we'll, dude uh...
1: no it's, it's 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 well worth the wait i'm enjoying it and you're getting a lot of good reviews and, and a lot of comments on the front page from it so and also i want to uh congratulate jr's son spencer who's turning nine tomorrow on the 8th right yes he is oh yes, uh, what are you doing dad what's the big birthday plans
4: well, he hasn't quite made up his mind yet. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, he wants to. You know, I asked him where what what he where he wanted to go for lunch, and he yeah. couldn't make up his mind. Although I think he settled on Fazoli's. And then we've got cake, and yeah. then apparently we're going to go swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, what else we got going, Spence?
1: <laughs> the rundown oh, is present. being made. Oh right. yeah, God.
4: Oh, and I just let you know, guys, that he got a check from his grandma. Yeah. And, you know, he said, Dad, you know what I'm gonna do with this? I'm gonna save this for another month and wait for Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions to come All right. out. Alright. Alright. So the boy I tell you, the boy is thinking.
1: There you go. You can play it with them on the Wii. That'd be cool. <laughs> and we also have Kevin Cushing of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Webcomic. Again, two issues out also for you.
2: Yeah, this was a uh, Banner Month for the Crawl Space, wasn't well, it? All our stuff that never comes out just comes <laughs> out in mass. <laughs> it's
1: like Haley's Comet spun by two times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. Tell, tell me a bit about the the two issues,
2: Kev. We're in the closest of oh, the uh, Saga issues. Yeah, this is parts one and two of a three-part arc called One in a Million. Uh, it focuses on Harry Osborn's sort of first salvo uh, against Spider-Man since he's been back, which is a gigantic army of clones released on the city. Uh, it's also uh, introducing Black Cat as a regular supporting character in the series, and also Toxin, um, was introduced in number 10 and I've, I've been really really happy with the response to toxin because not many people know that character he hasn't been used much but i love him and people really seem to be enjoying him so far
1: is it uh agita cascasa that created him
2: or who no was that was it? actually uh peter milligan oh no
1: uh, pe- oh, from x-force
2: okay yeah toxin has only ever appeared in a venom carnage miniseries and then a toxin miniseries both of which were written by peter milligan i thought they were pretty good too I wasn't that big on Venom Carnage. Uh, it had some gigantic continuity errors in it, but Toxin was a really solid miniseries. Yeah.
1: And uh, also, you have some great-looking artwork on those covers. They're homages to the Clone Saga.
2: Yes. Um, the covers are both by David Krim, who goes by Hambone, on the Crawl Space, and colored by B-Dog from the Crawl Space. Some of the most amazing work I've seen from these guys. And they've got this really detailed... Uh, border of Spider-Man clones around both covers that, I mean, just had to be an absolute bitch to do for these guys. <laughs> but it it looks awesome, and the art is incredible. It's probably my favorite Toxin image I've ever seen. Plus, uh, David redesigned Black Cat's costume for me. I think he did an amazing job, even though I know the lack of cleavage pisses <laughs> you off, sir. And I apologize for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I have to admit. Give her a little bit more cleavage. <laughs> anyway, I, I also like the spider border because it's an homage to the 25th anniversary.
2: Cover. Yeah, and I just I like uh, the look of it that it's yeah. it's kind of representative of what's going on in the arc. That no matter what we see on the covers, you know, the first one's Peter, the second one's Black Cat and Toxin, and both of them you have just all these clones that look like they're kind of encroaching on them, about to attack, which is is really cool to represent the arc.
1: Tell the folks if they don't know how they can see it.
2: Uh, well, you can go to the spidermancrawlspace.com message board. There is a forum called Spiderman man uh, All the issues are sticky there. Um, and what we're doing right now, the reason two issues have come out, I've committed to match, omit, issue for issue. Uh, so the first two issues came out exactly the days that uh, the first two issues of omit came out. Same for the next two. So August 18th, assuming their schedule <laughs> doesn't change again, because yeah. <laughs> it has three times now, August 18th is going to be Crawlspace number 11, which is the last part of this arc. Uh, and then September 1st now uh, is going to be Crawlspace number 12, which is an oversized issue that kind of wraps up the first year of crawl Space, or actually two years, but years worth of stories.
1: Awesome. And if, also, if you want to see JR's articles, you could. Uh, they, they've kind of been pushed off the front page, but if you go on the right hand side, there's an itemized list of everything that's on the site. And just click on the spideykicksbutt.com link. Or there's a search bar at the top. You just type in JR or Spidey Kicks Butt and you'll get the new articles for everybody.
0: And uh, if you want to check out that preview of the next cover for Crawlspace, you can go to Spidey.com. Yes.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: yes. Look Spidey. at you, has well, uh, Gone exclusive. for two months. I forgot about
1: all the pimp that she does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We partnered with SpideyDude.com for this because it's a clone Center dark, and SpideyDude.com is the place for spider clones, so with every issue that drops, you can go over to SpideyDude.com about an hour or two later uh, and see Hambone's inks for the following cover exclusively. I'm not putting it anywhere else on the internet until the issue's out.
1: And, uh, sadly Mr. Bailey couldn't make it for this recording. He, like Zach, had to work and he had to work commitments. So hopefully in September we can get the band back together for one whole show. It's a, it's a tough scheduling. Alright, uh, we have, uh, a lot of news out of the San Diego Comic Con and we're gonna take each item, uh, line by line. We're gonna discuss them. And before we go, I want to thank Josh Bertoni for all of his hard work. He snapped several pictures. Of people holding a little piece of paper that says, I heart the crawl space. We had uh, we had Stan Lee, we had uh, writer-director Kevin Smith, and even Dan Slott held the sign up upside down, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> now, everyone was a really good sport for doing this, and Bertone was awesome for taking the time and uh, doing so much work. I really appreciate that. I also want to give a shout-out to Eddie D'Angelina. I hope I'm saying your name right. Angelina. I don't know. Anyway, Eddie, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, he was instrumental in helping uh, Bertoni get that Stanley recording that you heard at the top of the show of him congratulating me on becoming a daddy and the birth of little Ava Marie, who mom and, and little girl are doing fine, and she goes through the diapers. Jr., you were right. <laughs> <laughs> they go through them, brother.
4: <laughs> yep, and when they finally stop, you'll yeah. feel like you're getting a raise.
0: Pay,
1: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I kind of approach it like a poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well,
0: I'll, I'll tell you this right now, Brad. It's a good yeah, thing buddy, you got your Sam's Club membership.
1: Oh, dude. Dude. I've already got it. You know, after I get off the air here, uh, that's exactly where I'm going for diapers. <laughs> that's hilarious you mentioned that. Okay, Comic-Con news from the Spider Panel. Uh, we kind of predicted this uh, last month, and it came true. Dan Slott is the solo writer of Amazing Spider-Man. We haven't heard from Stella. What do you think of him doing it by himself? Well, that's sounds- um, <laughs> <Sounds> I mean, Oh, I'm sorry to hit the i steps- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
3: well, the last time we talked about this yeah. last uh, episode, I mean, I was probably the only positive person uh, on this, and I just think that it's nice to have one person doing, you know, consecutive issues, so there's sort of um, a nice flow to it. It's not really jarring to have one person style and then another person style, so that's fine. Um, Slot, I think overall he's a good writer, so I guess I'll just wait until you know I get that issue and see how it works out.
1: And I, I think we've discussed this in the past, at least last month, about how we miss the one one uh, one thing that's missing in, in a brand new day is the consistency. We don't have hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold, and and that makes for a terrible shower. And It also makes for a bad reading experience with Amazing Spider-Man. So. I mean, Zach, we haven't heard from you. What do you think of Slot being the solo man? You know, it's a step in the right direction.
0: Um, I'm not terribly keen on the artists, uh, particularly Ramos.
1: We'll hit that up a little bit, but uh, uh, talk specifically but writing. The writing,
0: writing-wise, I, I think it's going to be better. But you know, Slot hasn't really terribly impressed me uh, in a while. I did enjoy the Fantastic Four story. I did somewhat enjoy New Ways to Die. Uh, other than that, I've kind of been uh, a little cold on on slots, so we'll see what happens. It is a step in the right direction. The consistency is, was a big complaint about through a lot of people, and I think uh, maybe we'll see we'll see some better writing on it.
1: Go ahead, Kev or Jr. Oh, well, I hadn't uh, started, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, just, everybody, hop in when we hit these uh, topics. Oh, okay. I was just being polite. Uh, and, <laughs> shocking. Yeah,
4: I know, I know. Uh, wait till about two and a half hours. That'll, 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 that'll it'll what be What the hell down. next,
1: uh, Brad?
2: Next!
4: <laughs> I, I, um, you know, I, uh, again, I, uh, Slot, you know, has wrote some stuff in the past that I've really enjoyed. Uh, I, I don't really have any problems with him being the solo writer. Uh, I'm gonna miss the three times a month, although, you know, if we do get more consistency, you know, that will help. And and it'll still be two times a month, so I still be less than eighty before I get Spider Man number one thousand. <laughs> uh, I, I mean I don't have I am I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see what the stories are gonna be like.
2: Right. Kev, pro or con? Uh well, what do you think? Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> most pretty much what I said last month stands, I mean if If I was going to choose from within the brain trust, I would have probably chosen Fred Van Linty, uh, maybe even Joe Kelly after some of the more recent stuff he's done. Dan Slott, I think, has been rough with continuity, uh, whether it be real, you know, established continuity or the continuities within his own stories. Um, And I think with uh, it being a total of 60 pages a month, even though it's two books, that's only six pages less than three issues. So I think he's going to get burned out. That's just a... and I think that's anybody. That's not uh, me talking about Dan Slott. I think anybody. The way they're talking about doing this, we're really running the risk of a Howard Mikey burnout here. Uh, so I'll be I'll be very interested to see how this goes. You know, a year from now, year and a half, two years.
1: One thing they uh, also mentioned at the convention is that quote brand new day is going to end and and uh, big time is going to start, which is kind of controversial as we've seen on our board and and around the internet. That uh, a lot of people think if uh, brand new day. Doesn't rest- if the new new storyline doesn't restore the marriage, then brand new day is still going on. What do you guys think of that?
2: Well, I wrote an editorial for the main page. The title was mm-hmm. "The Illusion of Change," yeah, uh, and that's that's exactly what this is. They're telling us brand new day is ending. They're having a a big issue that's supposed to be the end of brand new day, and now we're in big time. Well, you know what is brand new day exactly? Mm-hmm. If, if brand new day is three times a month, which when when was that ever the point? uh then yeah okay 3 times a month is ending but what we all call quote unquote brand new day what george berryman refers to as the brand new verse is marching merrily on so this is this is the illusion of change if you ask me
1: and we have uh some other news carnage and uh hobgoblin are coming back we from what i've read maybe at news rama carnage is going to be a woman and we don't know the origin uh, or who's behind the mask of the hobgoblin
0: hobgoblin
1: it's
2: the the what?
1: Zelda Goblin. It's
2: Oh, does he look like Legend of Zelda? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Flaming, honking sword, big wooden wings and chain mail and holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: we hope it's Roderick or do we hope it's the uh the hobgoblin from Secret War? I'd rather be the hobgoblin from <laughs> Secret War and have
2: Roddy uh still sipping martinis out on the beach now. Yep. I think the funny thing is everybody uh, had been saying for a long time, you know, if you bring back the Hobgoblin, it has to be Roderick Kingsley. That's the only one we're interested in. But now all these Hobgoblin fans, now that they've seen this image, <laughs> they say, that better damn well not be Roderick. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we've ca- I, if they wanted to, you know, flip on its head what people wanted out of this, then they succeeded. Let's go to our Goblin expert. What do you think?
4: Uh, you know, actually, I have to agree with what the, the people are saying. I mean, if he's going to look that hideous, uh, which is pretty typical of anything Ramos draws, um, I, no, I hope this is just some faux hobgoblin that's, that's quickly dispatched. Uh, because, I mean, I thought he looked like Yoda. I mean, I, it's, it's, you know, it, it's
5: just, uh, I,
4: I'm not, I mean... I'm not really looking forward to this because, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just not sure they'll get it right. Um, but uh, well, we'll see what happens.
1: So he's he doesn't have a glider. He's got bat wings. Is that what I see from that image?
2: It, it's it's big. Yeah, it looks like bat wings, and I don't yeah. know if it's just because of the coloring or what, but they look, they look like wood. Yeah. Batman. And that's having wood on your back. By the way, is a very bad thing for somebody that's holding a fireball in his hand and a flaming (laughs) sword in the other.
1: That could be so taken uh, out of context. And (laughs) another thing, another
4: thing too. I mean, uh, this uh, apparently there's this question about his identity. I mean, didn't we just go through this like a couple of years ago with Menace? I mean, why do we need another? You know, why do we need another? Who is the goblin type thing? But 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 it's it's hobgoblin.
5: One
2: thing to me though is. Dan Slott in interviews has been saying, you know, one of the great things about Hobgoblin was the the mystery, but what we're going to do here is totally flip that on its head. But I'm thinking, okay, mm. either it's a mystery what his identity is or it's not. Yeah. How the hell do you flip that on its head? Either either it's going to be a mystery or it's not. I mean,
1: I, I it, hope it's, it's there a good story that after. brings him back. I mean, because he's been gone for ten years, I think, with the exception of in Spider-Girl. Uh, let's see.
0: Or like 12, Brad.
1: Like ninety eight, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Uh JR kinda hit up this. Uh the book is going from three times a month to twice a month. Stella, is that a good thing?
3: I think so. Um, just because I was getting sick of um reading three actually each month. Um so that's fine. But the only problem I guess would be there's a longer time span between the last one of the previous month and the first month, mm-hmm. the next month. So obviously, if it's not a good story and you sort of completely forgot what's gone on, that's a problem for you. But you know, it's less money to spend. Well, actually, probably it comes out even because isn't it three ninety nine now? So who knows? Yeah.
1: yeah, And there's also going to be miniseries. There's American oh, yeah. Son, Astonishing Spider Man, Spider Man takes a dump.
2: I mean, twice <laughs> <laughs> weekly. Well, the new pie
1: training manual
0: for little spider girls and spider boys.
2: <laughs> With them shifting from three times a month to twice a month and canceling web, mm-hmm. we've got to assume there's going to be another Spider-Man ongoing starting at some point, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I, so, I would
2: think
1: so. Mob are going to make their money.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: And, Kev, you've been cutting back. At, is this a good good thing to hear? Uh, however, uh, you're out in an extra two bucks.
2: Well, I, I don't know. It's It's going from, you know, they were... Pricing usually at least one issue a month at three ninety nine, mm-hmm. and the rest uh, that's two more for two ninety nine minimum. So still saving a little money, so I still call that a good thing. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man and X Factor are the only things I'm pulling anymore, so that uh, that that'll definitely help. Uh, and I'm um, I'm always happy at this point to read less Amazing Spider-Man for a month, <laughs> which is sad.
1: And Jr, you you're gonna miss the three months you said, three times a mm-hmm. month. And mm-hmm. and Zach, are you gonna miss it? Yeah, I mean, it's always
0: nice to walk into the shop and have a book ready for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, book of Amazing Spider-Man, of course. And, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss it a little bit. I just, yeah. yeah, I if it's more consistent, more, more, more power to them. You know, I'd, I'd rather it be more consistent than than get three, you know, three issues of crap like last <laughs> month where I couldn't actually review it. But uh, those would have been an F minus and an F.
1: You know. Who, who's, who's warming something up in the in the kitchen? I gotta know. <laughs> I'm
0: <It's laughs> what, what, wondering that
1: myself. What, 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 what are me. we eating? What are we
0: eating? Uh, hot dogs <laughs> and, and chili.
1: Are you eating it down the hallway? <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm so sorry. That's so bad. I'll ask that out. It's
0: terrible.
3: <laughs> you took my line know, and then used
0: it on
1: me. <laughs> I think you my... should
3: be ashamed of yourself. You're a father now. I'm,
1: oh, You need to live more responsibly. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, epic fail. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh Peter Parker gets a new job finally. JR, I don't think it's going to be in the behind the desk of, of a teaching job. I think he might work for the FF.
4: Well, that's what the uh, that's what the uh, uh early uh, speculation is. Yeah. Um, it 's just kind of funny that they 're going to you know it 's kind of funny they 're going to give him a career because mm-hmm. when they started out brand new day, the whole idea was to make him back into that stupid creepy loser uh to, to quote uh, kev I believe, and uh, <laughs> they wanted him to be this you know disaffected bum who just kind of can 't keep a job but all of a sudden now they 're giving him a career a yeah. direction you know it 's like oh wait you know wait a minute, excuse me while my head does a complete one eighty you guys
1: so. <laughs> Um. Also, the new artist team Humbero, uh, Humberto, Humberto Ramos, Stefano Caselli, and Marcos Martin are all confirmed. Uh, I know. I think the gang pretty much is consistent on Humber- Humberto, right? I I like him on stuff not related yeah. to Spider-Man, like Runaways. That yeah. was good. Yeah. And I think he's gotten a little better than he used to be, but still. Help me refresh with Stefano Caselli. Casse-
2: he's not uh, honestly done that many high-profile things. Uh, yeah. He was the first artist on Avengers: The Initiative with uh, with Dan Slott, in fact, which is why mm. he got this job, I believe. Okay. Uh, and he's also been on Secret Warriors. Oh, okay. Let's tell him. Yeah, those then. are those are pretty much his most high-profile projects. I know I saw him first on the Civil War. Young Avengers Runaways miniseries and thought it looked terrible, but I've seen more of his stuff in recent years. Looks like he's gotten a lot better and uh, I like the, uh, I like in general the look of the Scorpion teaser image.
3: Oh, that's, uh, that's his art. That's, that's pretty good.
2: That's pretty uh, His Spidey, I noticed his Spidey head particularly looks a lot like Cod Nock. Which I wonder if yeah, he's been taken to from, from Nock on uh, Spider-Man.
1: And I'm a big fan of Marcos Martin. Uh, Stella is too, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Who who else likes Marcos? I I know it's not everybody.
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh, I liked him a lot on Batgirl Year One, um, but he's an artist who I think, as his style has evolved, it's gotten worse. I I really don't enjoy the stuff I see from him, the Spidey Sundays backups that have been uh, going on. I mean, people look just weird. Uh, He's... Looks like he's trying specifically a lot of experimental compositions and most of them don't work. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not really that thrilled. I think that his art is the only good thing about Spidey Sundays. <laughs> to
5: be honest.
2: Uh, I just, it's, it's,
1: it's like he tried to be Steve, Steve Dicko's clone. I'm, I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, I've,
0: I've never been a i know it's sacrilegious to say, but I've never been a big dicko fan
1: myself. And we just lost Zach. Uh, at 30 pages each is no shit.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, I'm with you. I, I don't think wow. he was an innovator and, you know, he was great with helping Stanley develop the Spider-Man story, but I don't think his art looks that good.
1: I, I think his amazing stuff looks good. I think he's perfect for Spider-Man. I just don't – I'm not a big fan of his other stuff, like the Hulk that he draws and stuff like that. Anyway, Uh 30 pages each issue, though. Bump up the price and have 30 pages in it. Is that good? Because you have, what, 22 now? I think. That'll yeah, do that's
2: the standard. That'll do big.
1: big. Yeah, that'll do big? Okay. Uh, well, it might have some backup stories at the end of the book. Spider-Girl ongoing with Stella. No, I mean Aranya. Are you picking it up, Stella?
3: (laughs) Well, here's my question. Weren't Spider-Girl fans incensed at the fact that uh, they called her, and they kept calling her in the Grim Hunt, these two Mm -hmm. parts, these last two parts, Spider-Girl, but it's not really the Spider-Girl. So am I going to pick it up? Well, obviously I have to if it's a backup, right?
1: Well, no, no, no. It's going to be her own oh, ongoing. Oh, it's her cap. own ongoing. F- no, because I couldn't stand
3: of- her in the backup of Captain America, so I, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy. No, America. no, that's a, that's
1: a, oh, was she in that? that, that was, no, that, was, that, she was yeah. in
3: there. Yeah, it's not completely oh. her, but, yeah, she was working with Nomad, and I'm like, wow, oh, I'm done. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. See, I buy Cap, and I don't even read that Nomad thing because I can't stand it.
2: To clarify yeah. on the backup thing, though, the first issue of Dan Slott's Big Time is going to have a backup that launches the Spider-Girl comic, and then it's going to be its own comic. Yeah. So we'll get a taste of it with our regular ASM anyway, but yeah. uh, I'm not going to pick it how, up. How, tick, how ticked is our biggest
1: Spider-Girl fan? Mayday. About <laughs> <us>. uh, <laughs> it's a this. Yeah. <laughs> this irritates the hound out of me.
0: Uh, okay. You know, last time they tried this, it failed epically. Yeah, And they thought, oh, let's try this again, because that's been the hallmark of Marvel. Um instead of fixing the problem, they're like, oh, let's just make new ones.
1: <laughs> I'm kinda of uh, upset they got rid of our, our, Arachne's costume. I love that costume on her. Well, they didn't,
0: they didn't just
1: get rid of it, they gave it to her. I know!
0: They, and, and now she looks, I mean, you look at the preview image, she looks exactly like, uh, uh like, uh, Arachnid, and I'm like, yeah. no, she's Aranya. Now you have nothing to differ. At least she, she had something to differentiate between, uh you know, the other spider characters. Now she just looks like a, just a knockoff the, of another Spider Woman. And you, and everybody besides Bendis, mm-hmm. uh likes, you know, <laughs> is not like Spider Woman. <laughs> All right, Bendis likes to shove her down our throats and be like, hey, she's the greatest character in the world. And, I know Stella, you like Spider Woman, but still, it's it's not going to work. Yeah,
1: it's just. Not. Uh, sadly, I'll probably pick it up because <laughs> I want well, to see how they
2: do. It. Because you're a whore, Brad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, let me write down the time code to edit that shit out. Uh, no. <laughs> uh Jr. loves this bit of news. Norman's going to get his own mini series in jail. It's I'm already online, Shash- Shawshank. Norman, evidently. And they deformed your favorite character, Jr. He's got a tattoo on his neck. What's that about?
4: Well, you know, the tattoo doesn't bother me as much as the fact that his eyes look like he's been snorting coke consistently for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did, did, did you guys ever? Did any, if any of you ever seen Good uh, see Goodfellas? Um, yeah. With Ray yeah. Liotta. I mean, and there's a scene where he 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 pops his head up after he's been doing a line of coke, you know, and his eyes are just. I mean, that's exactly what that looks like. So, I you know, I don't I don't mind the goblin tattoo. Uh, you know, I think it gives you know Norman's a pretty creepy guy. You know, and it's kind of one of those things. If he's the type of guy who walks into a room, you you should be uncomfortable. Uh, you know, you just wonder what the hell is going to happen. So maybe uh, I'm his, curious as to what significance it's going to yeah.
1: have. But.
2: Well, and, and until we see preview R, we don't know that he has a tattoo there. It is just a cover. It might be a logo they placed there. You know. Yeah.
1: But if you think about Jr., his his cocaine is his Goblin serum. Maybe he's losing <laughs> it in the in the jail cell. He's starting to go crazy again.
4: Starting, or, <laughs> he's, <yeah>. already, <laughs> he's he's yeah. already seeing he's already seeing a giant green goblin talking to him like he was at the end of Dark Avengers. So uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, you also you also have him painting his face like the goblin instead of wearing yeah. a damn mask. Mm-hmm.
4: That uh, I did not understand in the slightest. That that really it's like what
1: the hell was that about? You know, <laughs> he's crazy. Enough said.
0: That was, was Bendis ben doing his own line of coke. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: And a bit of news I'm happy to hear, Matt Gargan will return as the Scorpion, which makes you wonder what happens to the symbiote. The Venom. Maybe, symbiote. It, maybe it mercifully dies. <laughs> I'm sick of the damn symbiote. <laughs> uh the Osborne Mini is going to be written by Kelly Sue, who I have no idea who that is, and drawn by Emma Rios. And let's see, slot will do the backups but not all of them in the amazing book. Uh Carnage miniseries coming out by Zeb Wells and Clayton Crane. Clayton Crane did that uh, Venom Carnage mini that uh, Kevin was talking about by Peter Milligan earlier.
2: Although I think he's improved a lot since then. Um, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of a lot of the way he drew people. In that arc, but he's he is. uh, It's been probably six years, and he's improved consistently. Plus, the way he's drawn symbiotes specifically has improved. Because you remember that uh, sensational Spider-Man cover with Venom kind of towering over Aunt May. That that was awesome and creepy. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and Carnage being a woman. What do we think of that? Uh, It's just Michelini's dream come (laughs) true. Stella, what do you think? Carnage being a girl. She's really upset about it. <laughs> She's crying. <in>
3: Sorry, her... <laughs> I mute. Um, no, somebody asked me the last episode. You know, originally Venom was supposed to be a woman when right. he came out. So this is kind of funny that um, I don't know. I guess she has to be insane enough. I guess I don't, new. I don't even know what to say. You know, they changed the formula, but it doesn't really work out, so this probably mm-hmm. won't work out either, but I guess we'll see. And evidently, you
1: know, Cl- Cletus Cassidy is dead,
2: is what I've read. I would think so. He got ripped in freaking half by the century in well, space. I, just,
1: I don't think he was in the suit when that happened. I don't know.
2: Well, here's the uh, thing. It, it, it's, it's a problem that Bendis didn't write Carnage well, because he wrote Carnage in that ev- that New Avengers issue as if it was Ultimate Carnage. Which, of course, doesn't have uh, Cassidy in the suit. But as far as we've seen in the main Marvel Universe, if you've got the symbiote looking like that, it's got somebody in there. And it's not going to be anybody but Cletus until he's dead, which I think he is now. Yeah.
4: Didn't he have cancer the last time he appeared or something like that? That that was
1: Brock, I thought. No, Cletus nope. had cancer too.
4: He did. Yeah, I think he had yeah. stomach cancer or something. But that was that was the time in the, that was during the uh, Mackie Byrne reboot era. He like he didn't have the symbiote, so he painted himself red or something. But I think he had stomach oh, cancer. Yeah. Well, he Falco
2: wrote that uh, Carnage Cosmic thing, and when uh, the symbiote went on to the Silver Surfer, which was terrible, by the way, Cletus was like just writhing in pain in this hospital bed with his cancer.
1: Hmm. Wow, I'd yeah. forgotten about that. Uh, they also people have Brad. The Spider spider panel asked the audience at San Diego if they want uh, Ben Riley back, and it was greeted with huge cheers. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And Tom, uh, assistant editor Tom Brennan, said that they are working on more Ben stories, and they kind of they've kind of set this
0: up because the last Ben Riley story on Web. It was not done it was never mentioned if it was in a specific time period. So we might actually see a present day now, they're probably not gonna explain how he's alive, but <laughs> uh, but we might actually see a present day Ben Riley story.
1: Well, I mean, did they really ever say that Craven Ben Riley or that no, was Kane. Never mind. Well Kane actually he's he did talked about that. Shadows. We'll talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, also, Dan Slot said that uh, the new Shattered Dimensions has a Ben Riley uh, skin that you can. You have to order it through uh, Kmart, though, for the exclusive to have it unlocked right away at the beginning. Yeah, of
0: the I'm really grumbling over that because I don't have a
1: Kmart in my area. So yeah, if anybody wants to give me the code, I'd really appreciate it. I think each code is only uh, use, usable on one machine. Actually, on Ultimate
0: Alliance, so, that's uh, the uh, Silver Surfer code. Mm-hmm. The people got with GameStop actually worked on people that didn't buy it from.
1: GameStop. Oh wow! There you
0: go.
1: Uh, let's see. They confirm that Spider Girl and May Parker, the storyline's ending with Spider Girl, the end, which is sad. Zach, <laughs> he's crying right, yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, the book's going up to three ninety nine. We kind of hit that. Peter Parker has his dream job, which is probably a scientist, as we've talked about earlier. Uh, Impact webbing is coming back or he's going to start using it,
2: which is cool. What do you guys think? I think they've been reading some crawlspace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think they have. And
1: it's this next thing, we've, we've got uh, one, two, three. We, he's going to have multiple costumes. Uh, if you look on the front page, there's a uh, Fantastic Four-looking black and blue costume, and then there's also what many on the uh, Internet have called the Green Lantern Spider-Man costume which is uh, neon green and black. Thoughts on the new costumes, JR? Well, you know, that's kind of interesting. I've always thought of
4: Spider-Man, I mean, with Peter Parker being as creative as he is and his villains being as varied as he is, that he would have different costumes for different situations. Uh, you know he wouldn't be as bad as you know like uh, all these batman variants you see in the toy stores or whatever but yeah. toy stores but uh no I, I, the the dumbest one of the dumbest things i ever saw was when he uh, he he took a um, rubber boat and made a rubber costume to fight electro and then after he beat Electro, the very next story he says, "Well, I won't need this anymore," and he just chucks it, and it's like, "Oh yeah, like right, like Electro's never coming back." So, <laughs> I, I think it's logical. Uh, I don't the the black and green one though. I I, I, I want to see that by a different artist besides Ramos because that doesn't look good. But then again, like I said with Ramos, nothing looks good.
1: Yeah. Green Lantern costume, Kevin.
2: You liking it? Oh, for God's sake. Um... <laughs> It feels like they're thinking. Well, there's a Green Lantern movie coming out that's getting some buzz. Let's let's do the best crossover we can. <laughs> it looks. Although I will say, as much as I don't like Ramos and I don't like this costume. Just getting past the stupid neon green of the costume, that's probably the best Spider-Man Ramos has ever drawn. Mm-hmm. It's the cleanest lines, the most realistic looking. Of course, it's in front of Zelda Goblin, so it's hard to, it's hard to <laughs> feel anything good about it. But uh, but I, I do think it makes me wonder if Ramos might be better at drawing the black costume, the real one, than uh, the regular Spider-Man costume.
1: Uh, One of the best lines of the convention asked if uh, Gwen Stacy was ever coming back. Dan Slott said, just more decomposing, which I thought is a good good idea. Uh, they expect to have more Craven the Hunter come back. Also, the return of the Sinister Six, which I also like. And a promise Peter Parker made in Amazing Spider-Man number one will come back up. What could that be? Anyone, what's, what do you think that could be?
2: It's been a while since I've read ASM number one, so I don't absolutely
1: know. no idea. My guess, didn't he say to the Fantastic Four that I'm coming back? I want to be part of the team someday. Didn't he say that? Well, he I think. said
4: I'll make you guys look like pikers. I mean, but uh, you know,
1: yeah,
4: it was kind of a threat more than anything else. I don't know if that's.
1: A, <laughs> Zach, any guesses what that could be? Uh,
0: I think he fulfilled that promise several times by punking uh, the Human Torch, but. Uh, um, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah,
1: Stella, any guess?
3: No guess from me. Okay. And
1: the last thing that we have is Mary Jane will be met back more often, which is a good thing, I would think, right?
2: Well, it depends on whether you like Mary Jane, and I do, <laughs> so I think it's a bad thing. Why? Because <laughs> I've seen okay. how she's been written. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't right. really want to see any more of that.
1: All right. Uh, we'll wrap up this one. Final thoughts on, uh, the news. Zach, what do you think of all that news? Is it, are you, are you excited or are you, uh... I'm,
0: uh, cautiously optimistic.
1: Okay. And Kev?
2: Uh, it's, like I said, it's all the illusion of change. Uh, I see they're trying to throw the kitchen sink at us and it all looks like more of the same crap to me. The GR?
4: Well, you know I, I just think it's funny that you know they're going to be putting him through apparently a lot of changes. They're promising a big big status quo change in the uh, the uh, third arc, and it like I said, brand new day was started with the idea of keeping him you know in this perpetual state, and now they're saying, oh, look at all this change we're bringing about mm-hmm. and it's like I, I you know I will have to read it before I really opine on it.
0: Change Stella, for the sake of change is just not a good sign, yeah and Stella.
3: I'm apathetic toward it all.
2: Okay. <laughs> I do think it's <laughs> funny. I... Sorry,
3: go I ahead.
1: thought you
2: were done. Go ahead, go ahead.
3: No, no, that's fine. I'm done. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right.
2: Uh
1: review time. We're hitting up uh Spider Man six thirty six, six thirty seven, and six thirty eight. We start with uh, Grim Hunt part three. Uh let's do Zach since we haven't heard a review out of you in a while. What do you think, buddy? Um Pro and con and great. Pro, yeah. Uh, I felt
0: like like Grim Hunt was one of Joe Kelly's better written stories overall. <laughs> I like the first two parts. Um, Kane randomly. This is the issue where he cuts his hair. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the issue in front of me. Right.
2: No, uh, that was no, part that was the previous one. Three. Okay, yeah, he, okay. He's, he's dead by the beginning of this one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So Kane's dead. Okay. And normally I would be a little sad. But, you know, ever, anybody that thought that, that the Graven the Hunter actually killed Peter Parker, um, unlike the previous twist with uh, Ezekiel actually being in the chameleon, this one was, you could see it coming from a mile away. My biggest problem is, Kane is supposed to be bigger than Spider-Man, like, physically. And I've seen Kane in a Spider Man costume in a god awful story known as Spider Man Unlimited number seven. And uh, it didn't look pretty good then. I just that was my pro, that was my con. Kane's dead and why didn't they figure out that he's a bigger dude? Okay. Um, my pro was the artwork. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the artwork. Really, really did. So Yeah. I'm gonna give it a solid B. Okay. Give it a B. Uh,
1: real quick, the the Kane backup and Spider Sunday. I, this artwork was horrible throughout, uh,
0: but I loved the writing. Yeah, the writing was good. Uh, Spidey Sundays, I I give, I give two shits less about.
1: Them. <laughs> to be it's so sad because Stan Lee. I just maybe I don't understand it. I really don't. Okay, uh, Stella, what do you think?
3: Okay, well, let's see. For my pro, um, I think the last scenes with Peter rising from the grave, and then you have the backflash flash and. Um, Kane dead with this sort of hunt me sign. I thought those were really powerful and probably the, the, the best scenes of the entire issue. Um, I do think that Craven would have had a tougher time getting back, back into the swing of actually living. Um, I mean, obviously the family thinks he's having a tough time mentally, but I think um, tra- it was just too quick of a transition. He was like, I'm alive, and then he just went on with you know business. So I'd give it a B.
1: And uh, back up in the Spidey Sunday.
3: Um, Well, still, I think the writing is great with the the Kane-Craven backup. Some strange things happen. I don't think the art is as terrible as uh, Zach thought it was. As for the Spidey Sundays, for some reason, this issue and then the next one, the art gets even more confusing. Like, usually comics you can read left to right, but this is, like, even worse than Chinese because it's, like, you need to go from the top left-hand corner to the top right and then the center and then the top. Yeah, I I don't know. But So I don't know what's going on there. Yes, the art is beautiful, but generally the story, it's not the best, and it's kind of confusing to read.
2: Okay, Kev. Um Marco Ticetto did a very good job filling in for Michael Lark in this issue. Um, You can hardly tell. Um, Hollingsworth, honestly, Matt Hollingsworth, I don't think gets uh, the recognition he should. He's one of the best colorists in the business, pound for pound. Uh, And he's really doing a lot for the art on this and for the mood. And the mood is one of the best things about this, too. Uh, I also like... Uh, just the idea of bringing back someone from the dead that didn't want to be brought back. I think that's an interesting yeah. story and not one you really see. Um, and just that little hunt me sign was, was really cool. Um, my dislike is, uh, to quote JR, I believe, the mystical spider crap from Madame Web is getting really old. Um, I think JMS handled the mystical spider crap pretty well and uh, this is just, they're laying it on and Madam Web's uh, Dialogue was getting really, really, really old in this issue, but it doesn't detract too much. I'm still giving it an A. I really like this issue. Um, that's the the first backup, the Craven Kane one. Uh, pretty much the exact same thing as that. Good writing, horrible art. Just god awful. Um that's a, I, if I had to grade it, I would give it a C-. And backup to, seriously, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> I I refuse to give this one a grade just because I don't think I'm physically able to give Stanley an F. Uh, So it's no, just no.
1: JR, what do you think, buddy? Well, I'll have... I'll probably
4: have a little more to say at Issue 637 because that will be the conclusion of the story. Um, as far as my likes, um, I really like the chameleon. You know, he's kind of like saying, hello, anybody knows he's not all there? Hello, he shot himself in the head.
1: <laughs> that was a great line. You
4: know, it's kind of like he was the vo- – I mean, the chameleon was the voice of reason. And I just I kind of thought that was amusing. Um, you know, and the funny thing is he sounds completely different than Fred Van Linty's version, you know, uh, last year you know, where he was just – so kind of this creepy psychopath character. Now he's, now he's talking like, you know, he's, he's kind of a conventional thug. So just a little interesting there. Uh, but some of the problems with the series, which I'll talk about maybe with the next issue, are, are becoming more apparent that, you know, I mean, I like this story. I love the art. I think it fits the story very well. Uh, but a lot of the, you know, the story, there's a lot of little niggling things that, that have really started to bug me about the story. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll get into that. You know, the Kane question, you know, I'm, I'm curious why Kane didn't degenerate. I mean, shouldn't he have degenerated the moment he was dead? Uh, you know, it's it's like, you know, hello, isn't that, you know, one of the big things well, about
1: clones? He's he's different than the average clone, so I oh, think the rules are thrown out for him.
0: Oh, whatever. He is! <laughs> he is! No, 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 no. We'll, I'll talk about this more in the next He
1: has a burning pe- hand. He has survived so, longer than anybody. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh shit. Ah, oh, the clone experts back. Okay, great, great on the first part, JR.
4: I uh, I I give it a B minus. Okay. And the sp- and uh, frankly as far as the backups, I don't care for the the Craven Kane backup because I I've never li- I don't care for Craven in particular. So I'm not really interested in reading any more stories about him. Uh and of course the art is awful and uh, I'm completely ignoring Spidey Sundays.
1: Mhm. Alright, I'm gonna give it an A. I agree with Kevin. You believe this? Uh oh. <laughs> I really am digging this art. This art and this storyline I think is just outstanding. I, I, I too am with JR that I really didn't care that much about Craven until he died. And I think it took 40 years, JR, for me to give a damn about the character because he, as Kevin said, he's a character that's coming back from the dead. And he doesn't want to be dead. He's got a family now and it, you got to admit, Jr. Is he a little bit more interesting? You think? No. No.
4: <laughs> okay. No. Plus, the theological implications of this are absolutely staggering. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, you know, where does this? I mean, what, if you ask the simple question, "Where does the soul go when you die?" Well, apparently, nowhere. It sits and rots with the corpse. Uh, you know, so
0: yeah. up a whole that... mess of questions. Well, Jr. Well, to be fair. There are some religions that believe if you commit suicide, the soul never leaves the body, mm-hmm. so I mean you could
1: well we're also talking some, somehow Craven
0: doesn't
4: strike me as a practicing Catholic, but then again <laughs> you know, I, you know, That's
1: just say someone's new message board quote. <laughs> Uh well we're also dealing with fiction. We're also dealing with the guy that climbs walls. So all, all that shit's out the window. Uh I just dug it. I, I one of the best images is what Craven has always wanted of Spider Man and we actually see it in like the fourth page where he's pinned up against the wall with the heads of the other animals that Craven has hunted. And I just think that is just an image I just love that image. I, I and I think it's uh, Respectful of the JMS Mike Zeck classic from the 80s. I mean, I, I think they really went out of their way to be respectful of that story, even though they're bringing the character back. I mean, nobody, serv- nobody is uh, above being brought back from the dead in the Marvel Universe. Anyway, I just really, really dug it, and I love the homage of Peter coming out of the grave yet again, even without the black suit, etc., uh, I, the Craven backup was okay. Uh, the Emma Rios is going to be drawing your Osborne miniseries, Jr. So, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you're kind of disappointed in that, I would imagine.
4: Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Spidey Sundays, I'm with Stella. I didn't know where to read. And are these people supposed to be Pinky and the Brain, or is that just what we're talking about? <laughs> Pinky and the Brain. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I like the, the artwork, is beautiful. I love that top left picture of Spider-Man. That could be like a image that they could use on all the covers. In the top left, where the issue number et cetera is. I just think that's a classic looking image. I don't get it. I can't give Stanley enough, but I just don't get it. All right, uh, 637. We're wrapping it up with a zombie looking Craven on the cover, which is not kind of what he is. Would have been bad if they brought him back as a zombie. I kind of like yeah. him He's just
2: confused. It would have been really bad if they had brought him back as a zombie. Oh, I thought
1: you were like, yo, I would like him as a
2: zombie.
5: No.
1: Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh Joe Kelly also writing this one. Uh what who's the artist on this? My goodness, I gotta go to page three?
2: It's I think it's Lark and, and Cicetto, and they, they included it in the artist Stefano Gadiano and somebody else, but Gadiano's is always, artist. is always Lark's inker, so I assume the other guy is probably inking Cicchetto. I don't know.
1: Alright, we're wrapping up the storyline. Zach, what do you think of this one? Did they wrap it up good? Well, they wrapped it
0: up good, but there was a lot, a lot of problems with this one.
1: Okay? <laughs>
0: a lot of problems. Number one. Peter Parker ripping the face off of, um, Mrs. Mitch Craven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Ripping the face off of, uh, pulling a mark of Cain, okay? Yeah. No just no you're you're having peter parker do this this is not peter parker it's kane's kane's deal maybe he did that as a respectful thing to kane but no okay just no and when when, this is the heroic age right we're in the heroic age of of marvel
1: yeah
0: supposed to be light fun you know heroic how heroic is it when you rip the face off of of a
1: female i can understand maybe craven but a female i'm sorry that just bugged me it's a new ability. I've never seen him latch onto someone's face and pull. Well, it's, it's
0: just a, it's just a <laughs> new aspect of an old ability. Um Madam Webb is not blind and now, uh, there
5: she
0: is. Cu- no, she, she says, she, uh, literally asks, I thought you were blind. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. There's not, there's oh, time for explanations. Holy
1: crap, I never even noticed that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I always yeah, thought she was blind. Uh, she tells Arachne that she's, yeah. she's really a beautiful girl when she pulls the blindfold off of her and, like, I thought you were blind.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, you have, the, you have the face ripping happen. Um, Kane should have decomposed completely, boom, utterly. I mean, considering the fact, if you've read the Clone Saga and you're reading, you know, if you're reading back through the trades, you saw in last year's how the, the clone degeneration just completely I wrapped his body. Know.
1: Excuse me, but Ben Riley didn't decompose like that.
2: Yes, he did well, immediately. Yeah, he he,
1: he de- decomposed differently than the other clones. He turned into dust
2: immediately. Yeah. Well, so, the re-
0: but but you've, you've talked about the clone the maximum clones. Clones. They they were controlled by. I mean, they be, they became one giant cesspool of goop. Yes, but that was because the jackal had programmed them to do so.
2: And it was there, was supposed, it was there
1: was clones, a whole debate sucked. about how Ben Riley decomposed differently and, and, uh, who was it? Mackie even now, said that he debate, did it differently.
2: The whole debate was that Ben Riley shouldn't have turned to dust because he didn't have clone degeneration. Kane has him some clone degeneration.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <Or> at, least <laughs> he, a, at least he did until they brought him back in Amazing Spider-Man and he all of a sudden can pass for Peter Parker when he's shaved.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That was another uh, big. Yeah. For, I mean, yeah, it just um, that those the, the whole characterization of Kane just just bugged me. Um, mm-hmm. And spoiler alert: the tra- new tarantula. Okay.
5: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, you're not you're not going for that one, huh? No, no. Why not? <laughs> he has, <laughs> oh God,
0: he has eight eyes. And they're like, oh, because we can't bring back the other Tarantula, because for some reason, that's just too faux pas. No, let's make let's make a previously existing character who died a heroic death. Let's bring him back as the fucking Tarantula. No. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> All right? The good thing about this is, they had good artwork. Uh-oh. But other than that, this is
1: getting a straight D. Oh, dog, come
0: on. Preach it,
2: brother, preach it.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Okay. JR, follow that.
4: Uh, that's going to be awfully hard. Uh, uh, but I, I you know, we ought to get that on a recording. We just ought to have like rants or something. You know, we just have the, 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 the podcast's greatest rants, and then uh, there's that one. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, the overall feel. I mean, I like this story you know I think it's the best story in a brand new day since American Sun yep. um, I liked the epic feel to it there was a lot at stake and and a high price was paid uh, by the end of the story I mean we had characters die uh, you know we had you know we, we put spider-man through you know we put him through all kinds of turmoil or whatever and had him bring himself back from the dark side it just kind of had an epic feel to it um, so I like that. I liked I liked his viciousness, and you know he's been pushed to the brink. I mean they've tried to make his life a living hell. They've murdered people indiscriminately, you know. Frankly, if I was a, a a good guy, ripping Sasha's face off would be the least of her problems. Uh, you know, I, I just you know I I just think that bad guys deserve despicable deaths, and uh, you know Sasha although that wasn't her her death scene per se, she got what she deserved, and and you know Spider Man ripped part of Norman's face too in. Uh, American son, although he didn't quite give him the mark of Cain, per se, but uh, and I liked when Spidey, you know, after Cain or uh, Craven said you know, said something like, you know, that's your shoulder popping out of socket, and then Spidey kicks him, well, that's your sternum shattering. <laughs> I just love that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> um, I like the scenes with Mayor Jonah, because I, I, I like, I, Mayor Jonah has been kind of underused, but I like him being, I, I just like to hear a politician sounding like a normal person, you know, you know, Jonah says, well, if the animal rights idiots will back off and let them do their job. And, uh, are you listening to me? You look like a bunch of slack job yokels. You know, I mean, that's Jonah. I mean, it's great to hear, it's great to hear a politician say that. But, but there were a lot of problems with the story. I don't like the way it turned into an advertisement for Arana to be the new Spider Girl. I really hate that promote, cross-promotional bullshit. I just really do. You know, I hate buying a story and, be, and being sold an ad and it's place um I, I don't like all the, the, the all the gibberish and the web the, you know this is the the web is falling apart the web is knitting back together blah blah that got old real quick um the whole the spider is coming was uncomfortably close to i am the spider uh yeah. of that pre-clone saga except they spelled it differently they spelled it with
0: a word spider
4: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i did like the theatrical device at the end you know the final page you know you yeah go through the basically you go through the others back the backups then you get to the final page I thought that was cool but I totally disagree with bringing Kane back as as tarantula because as far as I'm concerned a killer clone of Spider-Man running out there is a loose end that had to be wrapped up I mean it just to me that that needed to be permanently closed and just like Gwen Stacy's clone out there somewhere, that needs to be brought to a final end. Um, you know, and the fact that Cain died heroically, uh, you know, trying to redeem himself one last, you know, trying to, you know, fighting for that last moment of redemption. Uh And, and then they, they have him dig himself out of the grave and he... You know, he looks like that. That's just, that's just awful. So I have to give the story a C plus. I mean, I just, I, I just was very disappointed. I mean, I liked it overall, but I've just very, I mean, it, but it's problems were
1: glaring. So. Is my question to you, JR, is, is would he have killed Craven and, uh, Mrs. Craven if he wasn't with, stopped? If he wasn't, he was, yeah, he was stopped by, uh, Iraq and Iran.
4: Well, you know, that's that's interesting because there's always a debate about whether or not Peter Parker would ever kill, you know, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people saying, oh, he would never do that, he would never do that. I think any human being pushed to his absolute limit would consider doing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, another voice brings you back, snaps you back to reality. Uh, I, You know, it's it's ambiguous. You know, I mean, yeah, Arana may be the one who stopped him. Would he have stopped himself? I don't know. But I think that's good that it's ambiguous. Um. I think, you know, I mean, cripes, he wants to kill Norman Osborne. You know, I mean, why wouldn't he? It, it, yeah. It's natural, it's human, so it doesn't bother me in the slightest. You know, they, he very well could have killed Craven yeah. if he hadn't stopped. Okay. Sp- uh,
3: Spider Girl. <laughs> Sorry. Stella. Well, that is my, uh, that was my name before you, I know, you know, before let I the ruined cat out it. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a Ranya well, on my mind. Oh, okay. Well, the, uh, you know, I actually thought that the forward movement for Julia Carpenter and Arania, um was fitting and believable. I guess the only thing that I'm confused about is why is this name Spider-Girl being forced upon us when even the character says, don't call me that, my name is Aranya." So I think people need to get this straight, but, you know, I don't know. Um, and my con is, well, hello, anticlimax because certainly I thought it was, and, um It's like when you build up all the pressure and, you know, it's ready to explode and it's right there, but, you know, nothing happens and the girl walks away really disappointed. Um, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) You went there.
3: Okay. Someone's been on a bad date. (laughs) Anyways. um, I guess
4: that's been my problem these last 20 years.
0: Oh, no.
3: But it really seemed to me like spidey lost a little too much control and it seems like he's been losing control too much these days and i thought that it was really violent um and that the violence i don't know it seems even more disturbing than it normally does but i was not ready for psycho pirate to be in my uh, marvel comic book so that was pretty interesting
5: but over, what are you about? yeah,
3: in uh, in Infinite Crisis, he basically like it was it was a really violent scene. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, but it was basically the whole face to the hand or hand to the face motion. Um, I would give it a B. Okay.
0: And another thing about this issue, yes. by the way, why is it in the in the future tense scenes we're getting like Peter Parker as drawn like as as uh, Jim Kavizel? <laughs> okay, right. I know they're trying to reference the Amazing Five Hundred with that costume and everything, and uh, it, that's cool and all. But yeah,
1: Jim Caviezel. Okay.
0: Oh, and, and I did like. The, I, yeah, I, I like the. Uh, I like the backup. By the way, it was cool.
1: Uh, I'm still giving it an A. Uh, I, I question if he's still in character, but uh, I, I could see him this ticked over a Gwen Stacy or a Mary Jane death. I don't see him that ticked over a Madame Webb. And a who else died? A cane a death. I I I don't think or he's Maddie that Franklin. or Matty Frank. Maybe Frank. Well, Franklin. they they killed a young girl. I mean, yeah, I don't that's know true. how. That's true. I well, just the don't. They he, They so bring with her. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't mean, see Spider-Man pushed that far. But well, I don't know. A, I I guess he's the Everyman, and, and Jr. had a great explanation about the Everyman can be pushed to to take it on life. It happens every day.
4: Well, I mean, so, they butchered a teenage girl.
1: Yeah. You know. Uh, frankly, that
4: would that would really piss me off. I mean, even if even if it wasn't screwing her, you know. (laughs) Oh, wow!
0: You know, I mean, can you
4: imagine? I mean, just think about can you imagine how frightened she was going to her death like that? You know, and and so if I'm spot, you know, if I'm Spider-Man, you know, and and I, you know, I know this has happened, although he doesn't know the exact circumstances. I guess. Um,
1: goddamn, I'd kill them all. Exactly. And that's why your second favorite character is the Punisher. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> Kill them all with a machine gun. Uh, I'll, I'll give this one an A. I really, I really just enjoyed how they wrapped it up and I, I am really interested in the Craven character. Uh, after all these years, I'm, I'm glad that he's back and he has a mission and he's got a family, etc. So just, I, I don't really have any cons with the exception of the, I question it a little bit out of character with him getting that man. But I skipped Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Why why am I always the closer anyway? I'm just kidding. Go hey, ahead. Hey,
2: you structure it, buddy.
1: Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Kev, what's your pro con?
2: Well, uh, is it's just so disappointing for an arc that was this good to fumble it so badly in the end. Uh my my like I did have a pro, uh Jameson's speech. So the the speech at the beginning was was really Jameson. <laughs> it was it was quite good. It was amusing. Uh and then it all went downhill. Um Myriad of dislikes, but top dislikes. This this was just really forced and unnatural, uh, altogether. How does Craven know he can only be killed by Spider-Man? Unless, of course, he read the review at the beginning of the <laughs> issue that said he can now only be killed by Spider-Man, and I'm thinking, the hell? When did we say that? And then later in the issue, Craven says, have you done tests? Has there been empirical evidence? How do we know this shit? It's forced. Um, Spidey's ready to kill and brutalize people. Uh no. I agree with J.R. Spider Man could be driven to kill. But it would have to be a situation where Aunt May and Mary Jane are killed in the same story. Then Spider Man will kill some bitch. But you know <laughs> when it's when it's Kane and Maddie Franklin, which uh, does he know she died? I mean, I know he knows here, but when did he find that out? I mean, I think I remember when Kane was impersonating Spider-Man, he was told by Madam Web, but when did Spider-Man find out? And he he smelled Madam Web's blood, and apparently that meant she was dead, I don't know. It was, it, he, they didn't earn it, is my problem. They wrote him in such a rage that he would kill, but in the writing of the issue and the story, they did not earn that. Uh, so that was a big inconsistency to me. And the, to have, you know, little Aranya be the one that pulls him back just by basically saying, Yo, Chico, don't kill him. It was...
1: <laughs> Is that a quote? It was, was, that,
2: no, was that in No, that, that was not a quote. Oh,
1: okay, I'm like, damn, I missed that? <laughs> that,
2: <laughs> that was a paraphrase. <laughs> uh, but it, it was just, it, it was forced and they didn't earn it, and that was a problem. I also... Um, I, I don't like I <laughs> don't <I'm using> <laughs> so uh, hilarious. <laughs> um I don't like the forced shuffling of characters. Like basically they just removed the Aranya position from the Spider Man family. They've shifted Arachne into Madame Webb's position, they've shifted Aranya into Arachne's position, and for some fucking reason they've shifted Kane into Tar- Tarantula's position. And so all these you know uh moving the eggs around and i there, there's no real reason for it it seems stupid uh so i give this one a d plus mm. it had some redeeming value but uh it was a huge fumble to what was a great arc Damn. uh the first backup was nonsense um no uh, i give it a d the second backup, I've stopped reading them. I'm, I'm done with Spidey Sundays. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a big requirement to my reviews on this podcast that I read those two pages, and I can't stomach it anymore. So I'm sorry, done. And then I got I had already written all these notes, and I got to the epilogue that I wasn't expecting that last page, and the note I took is, "What is this bullshit?"
5: <laughs>
2: the, yeah, I, I'm with Zach <laughs> all together on that. I thought they brought Kane to a very good end to his story. I think they 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 capped off the Kane story very well. And for no reason, they brought him back and through narration we're calling him Tarantula and for some reason being under the ground for a while mutated him and it's oh god, I just hope Dan Slot doesn't care to write this. I hope this is the last we see of it. Okay. It's magic. So the ep- we don't have to punk, <laughs> if the man. epilogue is a separate backup, it gets an out. <laughs> Those grades are all
1: over the place. My goodness. Mm. Speaking of grades all over the place, one moment in time. Up next. <laughs> <laughs> Strap yourself, I, wor- I work in television. That's called a segue. Uh, <laughs> Amazing 638, written by Joe Quesada. Uh Paulo Rivera. Also, we have uh, David Michelinie, Jim Shooter, and Paul Ryan coming back. Like Cain from the grave. Uh let's Stella, we haven't heard from you. Let's have you start on this controversial one off the top.
3: Oh, okay. Well, you know, first I have to say, really, really? Uh he was (laughs) he was pinned by a fat guy and that really is why uh Yo Chico, get up off the (laughs) ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um maybe he should have gone on a special K diet and then maybe Spidey could have lifted him off of him and then ran. Who knows? Uh but that was my con basically because I thought that was the dumbest way ever for you know, you'd think Mephisto would be cleverer than that, but I guess not. Um my pro would be besides Joe Q's art, because I'm not really a fan of well, just Mary Jane looks really unattractive in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that the art uh, did well, um, keeping sort of the retro feel with only sort of a few blips during uh, some of the transitions from the actual and the uh, imagined. Uh, I would give it a C plus.
1: Okay, Jr. What do you think?
4: <laughs> well, uh, this this isn't in the same. You know, I, I would give it an I right now for incom for incomplete. Yeah. It's really hard. I mean, it's almost like you want to save your venom—no pun intended—for and wait till the rest of the story. Yeah. uh you know how it turns out. But I will say this: you know, trying to spray perfume on pig shit does not change the <laughs> fact that it's still pig shit. Um, <laughs> you guys this, are the best quotes this month. My God, <laughs> the, the whole idea that you know, first of all, that you know. I would assume if Spider-Man was going to miss his marriage, miss his his wedding, I I wanted it to be a a tragic moment, not a stupid, you know. I wanted it to be something where he had absolutely no choice. It was, you know, I mean, not that I'm anxious to see, you know, him lift crumbling buildings off people anymore or off himself, but it really should have been something heroic, you know, and that would have made Mary Jane's choice even worse. You know, I know you're this great hero, but I can't take this anymore. No, they made it stupid. You know, I mean, first of all, how can he, first of all his spider sense and his speed, he can't dodge a flying cement block, which by the way, how the hell even if you're a big fat guy, do you throw a cement block up in the air?
5: I mean <laughs>
4: I don't get that. It's dumb. You know, it's it's again you know, this just gets the again this gets back to the problem like a lot of problems I have with one more day. Okay, here's the story. Okay, maybe we don't like the story, you know, but you can tell you can tell a damn good story, and basically this fails, and you know, and now we're putting the onus on Mary Jane. Well, I know, you know, I mean, we've waited three years now for her. What did Mary Jane say? And Mary Jane says, "Oh, he won't agree to it, but I'll talk him into it," you know, and uh, you know, and then she's and then she she makes the you know, she says you'll leave him alone, right? Oh, and Mephisto goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, who the hell believes Mephisto? Yeah. You know, the devil. It's, it's, it's like John Lovitz in that Saturday night skit. I'm the devil, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't believe what he says. Uh, so they're, they're trying to make her, the, they're trying to put this on her. Um, oh, my God, what else is wrong with this thing? <laughs> uh,
1: is there any pros
4: No, 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 no pros, no pros. Oh, yeah, I gotta say this: being a married man, you know, Peter and—I mean, not Peter, but Flash and—and you know, Flash and Harry are going around saying, "Oh, he's got a lot of doubts for a guy who's not getting married tomorrow." Hey, welcome to the friggin' human race. That's what your bachelor party's about: (laughs) getting drunk and saying, "Oh my God, what the hell am I doing?" (laughs) I mean, come on! If he didn't have doubts before his wedding day, he'd be one of the few. Yeah, that's you true. know, and 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 then again, just the whole idea that just by not getting married, you know, that's the only thing that changes in the intervening years. No, I'm sorry, your whole life oh. has been completely. I know that. Again, I know this is comics. Okay, I know that. Hmm. You know, I mean, I know that we we give away some. Re- we give away some conception of reality when we read these but you know the idea that you cannot he cannot go through with this life-changing event but then everything else is going to be the same i'm sorry your relationship with the woman is not going to be the same you're not going to live together you're not going to be in a committed relationship after you go through something like that you know this this whole thing it, it's not you know it defies logic. and at that time i'll step off the stage and
1: let her <laughs> I gotta give JR an applause for My <laughs> god. Uh, Zach, what do you think, buddy?
0: Absolute fucking bullshit is what it is. <laughs>
1: Good lord.
0: Uh, it. uh, god, no, what, what, let me see, I'm flipping, I'm thumbing through it right now. Hmm, okay, number one, the scene where supposedly Aunt Anna says, MJ, no, you know what that was in the original annual? That was oh I don't know. Peter. Okay. Peter. Oosa. <laughs> um this was just an abomination of a story. Okay, you've got you've got Magic Birdie.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's Who, call him hey. Chico. We'll call him Chico the Birdie. Okay? <laughs> Tie it all together, by gosh. Chico, Chico
0: the birdie. Okay. That that somehow magically unlocks the doors, which by the way, those doors don't unlock except from the outside on a police on a police cruiser. But a hey waste
1: of experience here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so the pops are all locked. This fat dude is the reason why he misses his wedding. Let that sink in for a minute. This fat dude. <laughs> this is the man who literally lift 20 tons. He can bench press like 10 tons, right? I'm correct. I don't like that. All right. So a cinder block, which is inhumanly impossible to throw, is... hits <laughs> him in the eye. Not just in the face, in the eye. All right. <laughs> Hits him in the eye. And that's what makes him miss his wedding. Really? I would have much preferred Venom to be the reason that he missed the wedding. And then they just make they just make MJ to be the complete bitch. That's another problem with this. It's like MJ's just MJ's just a uh, she's just a evil hateful person and that Bachelorette party? Really? I would have understood that Bachelorette party maybe in the seventies. But this is like Mary Jane that had grown and matured and oh wait. That doesn't happen with Spider-Man anymore. I forgot. And, oh, by the way, Joe Quesada, his artwork, fail. I'm done. I'm throwing this book across the room. I'm done.
1: (laughs) Okay. Kevin, follow those three.
2: (laughs) Did uh, did Zach give a grade?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minus. The same
0: grade I gave maximum clonage Omega. That's how bad his (laughs) issue was.
2: He gave an F- I could have guessed, but I figured I'd ask anyway. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I'm going to start with, with pros. Believe it or not, I have them. Um, amazing cover. The, the cover was uh, the Palo Rivera regular painted cover. Uh, incredible. It, it's it's going to stand as probably one of the all-time great covers, so I've got to give it that. Um, decent Palo Rivera art inside. Uh, only the Palo Rivera art, mind you. And the uh, the nightmare sequence uh, that, you know, Peter has, uh, <laughs> especially that first page with everybody standing in the church and it's like, uh, you know, we're taking pictures and Captain America says, it's the American way, and Hobgoblin is standing there saying, die. That's still funny.
3: Yeah. Although
2: that is, you know, credit has to be given completely to Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 21 because it's just a reprint. Mr. Paul uh, Ryan. Yeah, I figured I had to pull out some prose, so <laughs> yeah. I used that anyway. Um as for dislikes, well, I mean, what a crock of shit. Really. <laughs> um, they took out all the parts from Amazing Annual number 21 that showed, uh, pretty much as JR said, these people's natural pre-wedding jitters. They took all those parts out of the context. <laughs> They padded them out with even worse material to make it look like that's all there was. This isn't a comic; it's an agenda. This is exactly what you know Joe Cassada has been trying to convince us of for years that they never should have gotten married. But to do that, he's cheating. He's taking out of context pages, padding them with with more shit, and you know, forgetting everything else. So, and especially, <laughs> I think the reason he used. Reprinted pages, with so people that have never actually read the freaking comic, will see that and think, oh, you know what he's been saying is right. They they weren't right for each other. It was rushed. They they didn't want to marry each other. Bullshit. This is a crock of bullshit. It's all just completely Preach it, misleading. brother. <laughs> Thank you. It's all completely misleading, and uh, I I tried, I intended to buy a comic. I really did. And I bought an agenda instead, and it it really pisses me off. And um, beyond that, the worst thing is seriously, Spider-Man can dodge bullets and not a cinder block. One of our posters, actually, (laughs) I forget who it was, I wish I could give credit, one of our posters actually did the math on the velocity, this thing. You know, he would have to throw this thing to begin with to even reach spider-man's freaking head and it it was something ridiculous like you'd have to have thrown it at 80 miles an hour or some shit to even reach him
0: yeah because considering the fact that spider-man was 10
2: feet in the air yeah i mean there's it's it's a two-fold problem first physics does not allow the fat guy to throw it that far to begin with and second even if he can spider-man can dodge bullets it's not going as fast as a bullet so, yeah, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever read in a comic. Um, the grade for this one is an F. And then, again, I didn't read the Spidey Sundays back. Mm. Uh,
1: I don't know how to follow the church of Spider-Man right there, but... uh <laughs> <laughs> Preach it, brother, preach it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm very mixed on this one. Because that's why I'm giving it a C. Whoa. Um... I'm, I'm yeah, fixing.
0: you're not you're not kissing butt at all. No, Brad. no, no,
1: no. Here's here's my problem because I had Jr.'s my, uh, voice in the back of my head as I was reading this <laughs> because I heard Jr. tell me in all fiction, ongoing fiction, that they have to break up the lovers to get them back together so they can tell another story, which is exactly what they're doing. Is it not right? Is this what they're doing, Jr.? They're breaking uh, up the lovers to put them back together. Well, the thing is though. They probably never will get back together. That's oh, the I think, that, I think she'll be his girlfriend in, in the span of a year or two. I really I, do. Eh, that's not what we want. <laughs> <laughs> we want her as a wife. I know. I, I, I can see if, if the character's been around 50 years, you can't have him. I, I, I mean, you gotta do something with his love life. I mean, it's, it's part of fiction. And... And well, not, to inter- it, not to interrupt you, Brad,
4: I'm sorry, okay. but, but the point okay. I was making was that, yes, you, maybe you can tell this story, but it has to be a damn good story. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to feel sorry for the characters. You have to feel sympathy for them. You have to feel their pain. You know, you have to, you know, live their tragedy with them. You can't just say, oh, God, that was the worst piece of shit I ever read.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, but your heart literally hurts because we've been with these characters for so long. And to see the two characters that you love, the two characters that are the main stars of this book, which are Peter Parker and Mary Jane, to see them go through this hurts your heart as, as if you would see some of your best friends being ripped apart. So in that aspect, I'm, I'm torn from that. I'm also torn from the storytelling aspect, and I understand what they're trying to do, which is break the lovers apart to tell more stories. And there's no excuse for the throwing of the brick. I mean, but another storytelling aspect that I can see is some dumb thing, some bad Parker luck, which all of us have, which is bad luck that happens to us sometimes. It'll be something dumb that will interfere in this guy's life, that will cause him to miss his wedding day or something. Something he's always – he can't get the medicine to Aunt May because he's under a pile of shit – he he can't do X Y and Z. He can't meet Mary Jane for a date, etc. So I understand that, and it, it's a very hard thing to read this book and to not understand what they're trying to do, and also take yourself out of it and and realize it's just a comic book. And because these characters have been with me for 35 years, as long as I've been alive practically, and to balance that, that's why I'm giving it a C. <laughs> because I'm just so torn by it. What feel well, free. what did you think of the execution
4: though, Brad? I mean as a story. You know, not as a concept. It, it, it was very
1: story. it was very choppy. I mean, we've got Paul Ryanart, we've got we've got uh them mixing in Cusada with an ugly-looking Mary Jane and a beautiful-looking Mary Jane. It's just very choppy, which is what this whole run has been, which is choppy. It's 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 it, kevin Kevin summed it up really good, and it's it's what what you say was an it's a an agenda
2: it's an agenda
1: yeah. yeah it is an agenda I mean it's Joe Quesada's agenda to split up the lovers and i i i I think they could have done a worse job of it. I think they did an average job of it and i and I wonder if if we'd be in a better place or or if um people would still be bitching if they never told this story and they just left it ambiguous. What you, I mean, should we have not told this story? Should we have left it ambiguous? He made a deal with the devil. Let's move on.
3: I guess I it's think? a decision. Oh.
1: No, sorry, no, go, go, go ahead. Oh,
3: okay. Um, I, I guess it's whether you're content with never knowing or if you're content with knowing, but it's a terrible story. Um, I feel like what she whispered on that first page mm-hmm. um, was the worst, like, reveal ever, and I almost think that yeah. that's not really what happened, and they're, like, leading us far away. Because, I mean, that was terrible. I mean, that was probably the letdown, and it was a letdown on page one. Yeah. So uh, right now I think I would be content with this, like, shrouded mystery. Like, I still wonder what's happening instead of having this.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, they had to tell the story. They As soon as the devil deal was made, they had to tell the story. Because what that first two pages... Signified was Marvel's attempt to distance itself from the, de- the deal with the devil and try to retcon it out of existence.
1: I yeah. think I think the whisper was a backup plan that they put in there in case this all went to hell, and it was it was an out as they call it in storytelling. Yeah, they could have gone yeah. back, but the, but by showing us what they what they whispered, he doesn't have an out anymore. He's really no. committed to this.
2: Well, no. there's. There is, and I posted this on the message board, one of the great things about how bad this story is, is that there's still a really easy out. All you have to do is send somebody back in time to shoot the fucking pigeon. (laughs) Everything's fine.
1: Chico's dead, move on. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's all you gotta do. They
0: (laughs) had to tell this story. Because Um, you think the members of Delta House were bitching now imagine if they never had told this story Mm -hmm. of course if they they never told this
2: years is the thing i mean we've we've cooled down on the fact that they had we we're still pissed about what brand new day is but i think for the most part we had cooled down on you know that we hadn't been told these things mostly because so much distance had been put between it we had (laughs) <laughs> Damn near forgotten about it and moved on to how bad current stories are.
0: With it but being the so.
2: thing is though, they needed to tell the story two and a half years ago. If they're gonna tell the story now, it has to be a great story, basically like J.R. said. If this is all they've got, they shouldn't have told it. Yeah.
1: J.R., what would happen if this story was told back in nineteen eighty seven and he missed his wedding day?
5: <laughs>
1: would that have been well, in character? It... I think it would have been in character in eighty seven if he missed his wedding day. Well, if it's the same st- stupid story. But,
4: uh, um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, Tom DeFalco's original plan was actually to have Mary Jane jilt him.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, either, know, either either one works, I think. I think his bad luck or Mary Jane jilting him works in 87. Well, I see, the thing is, though, I don't think the bad luck makes as powerful a story. Mm-hmm.
4: I think that if you're not going to marry – if you're going to not marry Spider-Man and because – the person who, you know, who, who would marry him can't live with Spider-Man. I mean, it has to be something where she knows that she can't possibly ask him to give it up. She knows, and of course now this is drifting into the next issue, but, you know, basically he has to choose between her or Spider-Man, and that should be an awful heartbreaking choice. You know, he didn't make that choice, you know, he's not, see, see, he's not in the drive, see, he's not in the driver's seat in this story. He's the main character, but he's not, he's not the main driver of the events. It's either Mephisto or Mary Jane, you know, uh, it's not Peter, you know, saying, you know, making these decisions and saying, no, I have to do this, even if it means giving up this happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it, it. no, it's, no, it would have to be, w- w- would it have, if they broke them up in '87 or '88, would that have been? Would there have been a lot less grief? Well, definitely yes. But if the story wasn't any better, it was still this. Well, no.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Of course, uh, J.R. brings up Mephisto, which reminds me of uh, something I found hysterical. Uh, if you read the beginning of the letters page in this issue. There's a long yellow box that uh, basically is trying to, you know, if somebody is stepping into this as their first comic, it's basically yeah. trying to, to fill you in on what the hell is going on. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was just hysterical that they they said that, you know, they traded their marriage to, quote, Marvel villain Mephisto. And I'm thinking if it was Electro or Venom or even Doctor Doom that they were talking about, they wouldn't have prefaced it with Marvel villain. They're still trying to convince us he's not the devil. Yeah, they're trying to frame it as Marvel villain, not not the devil, not you know, Mephistopheles. Marvel villain. He's oh. like Doctor Doom, really, in all the important ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> just, just like <laughs> Doctor Doom. He's Victor Von Doom, just uh, with horns
1: and a tail, and you know, a he giant
2: souls. But let's forget and about that.
1: <laughs> to hit, hit Jr. up one more time because you three, Kevin and and uh, Zach and, and Stella, have all. Their, their reading of Spider-Man has taken place when he's married, because he's been married, what, 20 plus years, right? All, all your stories that you've read currently that come out each month is a married Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Until 2007.
1: Yeah. <laughs> JR and I remember him when he was a swinging single guy. And, I, I mean, I don't, I just think 20 years ago, I could have believed something would have prevented him from getting married. And I, 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 I think our our love of the storylines of him happy, having a happy ending, which I don't, I don't think in uh, ongoing fiction should you give the guy a happy ending this long term, Jr. Well, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, that that that
4: implies that being
1: married actually makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, he's got to have conflict, and he he had a happy ending in '87.
2: Is that like the something... issue he went to the Japanese massage parlor? <laughs> <laughs> he ordered the number three. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, because uh, uh, we're yeah. talking about story elements. We're talking about breaking up the lovers. And we're all, another story element is you gotta put the guy in conflict. And if it, he ends it with being married and getting what he wants, that doesn't really progress the storyline of drama. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I I don't know, and and I think everybody's heard way too much from me
4: already. But uh, I'll I'll just say, I mean, having read the stories, you know, before he was married, read him, you know, for, I'm trying to think, several years, I got bored with the, you know, Revolving girlfriends can't make a date storyline. Mm. I, when I was a swinging single myself, I said, I'm tired of this. This, you know, yep. yeah, let's marry him off because, you know, I call it the, the the, uh, what, what, I can't even forget what I called it in one of my own damn articles. The, uh, <laughs> doom to fail syndrome or whatever. The doom to yeah. fail. Every relationship has to be doomed to fail. That got very old. Um, but I mean, yes, conflict. The thing is, though, the marriage marriage opens up a lot of conflict. I mean, mm. <laughs> you telling me, brother? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and 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 it, you know, I mean, you know, when he married Mary Jane, there were there was the father who was a crook, there was the sister who was down on her luck, there was the runaway brother-in-law, there was, you know, it was there was all kinds of other little drama that could have been brought into the story and complicated their lives, you know, because marriage is nothing if it does. <laughs> And complicate your life. I, I just, it, it I just, I guess I'm coming from a different perspective. I mean, I, I know what. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. But, but, but again, it goes to my major point. They did it so badly. That's the thing, you know. Mm. Uh, someone later asked me, you know, someone later asked me what my favorite Star Trek movie is going to be, you know, and and basically it's like the ending of that movie, you know. It was, you know, none of us wanted to see that ending. Nobody wanted to see that happen.
1: But Star, Star Trek so, Two, you mean?
4: Star Trek Two, yeah. Okay. And it was so well done. Yeah. You know, so even though you didn't want to see that happen, you didn't want to see that character die, they gave him a great send-off. It was a great death. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get that here. We didn't get a great end of the marriage. You know, we didn't get a tragic, you know, end of the marriage. We
1: got a stupid end of the marriage. Yeah. All right. We're, we have two um, more issues to discuss next month on this one.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, Pardon me? Oh, uh, not this episode. Sorry. No,
1: no, 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 no. Not this episode. We I, have, I, we read have read three the next more.
2: two. Oh, there's
1: four there's parts, more. aren't there? There's, yeah. there's three more. But issues. Can
2: I just chime yeah. in real quick? You get the last,
1: um, last one before we move on.
2: Okay. I just – you're parroting the, uh, the Joe Quesada talking point that marriage is a happy ending, and that's just a false way to friend situation. Marriage is not a happy ending, and that's not me making a joke that marriage isn't happy. That's, seriously, it's not an ending. That's, that's some, that's a way Joe has just, tried to frame the issue. It, it's, you, you're married, Brad. JR is yeah. married. It's, it's it, was that an ending Don't for you like in your me. life? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> that's a beginning. And yeah. we're talking about a character who is all about responsibility. So when it comes to marriage, it's absolutely not a happy ending. He's embarking on the beginning of one of the biggest responsibilities of his life, which is to be a husband. Yeah, it's just I think the the whole idea that marriage is a happy ending for the character and we can't give him that is a completely false dilemma because it frames the issue in a wrong way and it misunderstands what it's talking about to begin with. I mean, a good writer, and we've we've seen this, a good writer can still have drama when he's married. And as JRs, I agree with JR, and even though, as you pointed out, I didn't, you know, I wasn't reading all those comics when he was single when they were new. I've only had three years now of comics where he's single. I'm already sick of this shit. And the fact that anybody he meets, anybody he starts to have a relationship with, anybody he feels attracted to, they might date for a while. It's gonna end. It's gonna end badly. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll play off one point that you said, and then we gotta move on because we're running long. Uh, the the next logical step, because twenty years ago he got married. The next logical step, if you have this character who is you want around for a long time, in the and the fact that I, I guess Archie, you have. Charlie Brown, et cetera. Superman is another example. Well, he's married to fuck it. That just screwed it up.
2: And didn't they just marry Archie?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, the next logical step after you get married is to have a kid. And he got married 20 years ago. So around this time, you know what? We should talk. be talking about a little spider girl. Okay, I let's guess. do it. And then let's do another 20 years on it. Does he retire do we end the spider-man character Marvel says no we want to pump this shit till it stops turning butter we I, <laughs> we, we we will keep aging him as we age you know I mean I can uh, from from the storytelling aspect and the marketing aspect I understand
2: but there's a they, lot th- of different things I can say to that though one of the big ones is yeah. Marvel has said that uh, the reason to do this is to keep the character. ...fresh and safe for future generations because, uh, you know, eventually it's all going to crash and burn if we keep going this way. My point is, it was still going just fine. Why don't you wait until it's starting to crash and burn to reboot the ship? You can always reboot it. Why did you have to do it now?
0: Yeah, I I mean, considering the fact that DC eventually had to reboot their own entire universe... You know, they were like, Marvel's well, like, well,
1: we're not dc Eventually, that's probably going to happen. This is to- essentially a reboot.
0: It's a
2: soft reboot. It's as much a of- reboot as, it, it was, uh, as Crisis on Infinite Earths was.
1: Okay, gang, we'll wrap up the show right about there. We have one more coming out in just a few days. In that episode, we'll tackle your dozens of message board questions. But before we go, want to spotlight the great prices from our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. They're offering the fifth edition of the Spider Man volume of the Marvel Masterworks series. Now, Marvel started releasing these in trade paperbacks instead of the usual hardcover format. Now, this book doesn't get any better. It's uh, reprints Amazing Spider Man number 41 to 50. It's Classic Stanley and John Romita Sr. Stuff. The cover price $24.99. Mail order has it for just $14.99, which is 40% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, gang. For the SpidermanCrawlSpace.com, I'm your webmaster and host, Brad Ullis.